We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dave Potts with Roto Grunts. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick walkthrough of my lineup from Tuesday night that won the uh, relay throw on DraftKings and just kind of briefly talk through the tools that I used on the site um, to help making those lineups. Um, if you're familiar with my article, uh, The Million Dollar Musings, that sort of gives you the, the backdrop of how I do my research um, as far as mostly looking through plate IQ to find, um, just go through the matchups each day, make my list of top plays at every position and things that I like. Um, but in those bigger tournaments where I'm multi-entering, uh, I've been using Lineup HQ's Lineup Builder to get me more lineups than I can build by hand. In the past, I've been uh, someone who did everything by hand, and I do about 15 or 20 lineups, um, anything that's going to be in a single entry or a three max entry tournament is going to be done by hand. But when I get into multi-entry, um, especially if I'm trying to do a, you know, a whole bunch of versions of a stack, I'm, I'm going to use the lineup builder. So I'm going to show you um, what I did on that night with the uh, Padres stacks uh, that helped me take down that tournament. So if we go to results DB, you can look back at any contest you want and see ownership levels. Um, and this was the relay throw. And um, right here up top, this is the lineup that won for me. Uh, you'll see I uh, paid all the way up for Max Scherzer and all the way down for Nestor Cortez. Um, there was sort of a high end and a low end of pitchers and then a mid tier. And uh, this lineup went uh, went high low. Yeah, so... There's, there's a couple ways you can go, and I don't think you're crazy for going in several different ways. Um, personally, I think you get, I think you can get up to Max Scherzer and punt, punt some bats um, because we've got, with these hitting conditions, some of the punts are just more interesting. The, the really cheap stuff, I think, is going to be very chalky in tournaments, and I like it. I like Cortez, and I'm even fine with Jesse Chavez. Um, and then a five-band Padres stack with uh, power one-offs in Vogelbach and La Stella, and then a cheap Kyle Garlic, who was there just to make the salary fit. 
On FanDuel, the Padres are just way too cheap. Uh, Reyes and Renfro, I think you can play in cash games, and I think they're going to be really chalky in tournaments on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings, um, but I even like them there. What I want to point out about this lineup is for this tournament, I was the highest on that uh, Padres stack of everything that day, and the one thing I want to make sure of is that I just got simply way ahead of the field on the Padres. It's not that they were sneaky, but um, when you get to a 15-game slate, I just am not as concerned with ownership as I am on a smaller slate, as much as I'm concerned with making sure that I am ahead of the field on whatever I like the most. Um, so I'm not going to worry about getting off of a stack that I like because it's popular, but I don't want to just simply match the field on it. Um, so if we click to my ownership, um, just look at my lineups. I believe I had something like 80 lineups. And if we start just looking at the hitters, um, you'll see that my five highest owned uh, bats were all these Padres. What's interesting is my highest owned, and I think everyone's highest owned Padre was Fran Mil Reyes. He's the guy that didn't do anything that night. He got robbed of a home run, um, but he only ended up with three points. But having those multiple varieties of Padres stacks allowed me to have um, Manny Margot in that winning lineup. And he's the guy that wasn't in my, you know, my first build of a Padres stack did not have Margot. Um, and that's why I want to make sure I had multiple versions of that stack so I could pair him with the guy that I did like the most other than Reyes was Mejia, um, who had a big night. And then if we go look at my um, pitcher ownerships for that night, wait, wait for it. There it is. Um, what you'll notice is um, I X'd out most of the pitcher pool, all these zero percents. Um, I did not want any of those guys. I was focusing on the, the two expensive guys, Scherzer and Cole, the two cheap guys, Cortez and Chavez. And then mid-tier, I, I was on Jack Flaherty, who had a bad night. Um, they had four great innings and then one bad inning, which uh, kind of ruined it all. Um, but I knew I didn't want to be just all in on, on someone like Flaherty. So I mixed in the other mid-tier guys a little bit along with him. Um, but the lineups that did, did the best that night were the Scherzer with one of the cheap guys who both came through. Um, so the reason I use lineup HQ for multi-entry stacks is... Roto-Grinders, Dean here. That's Dean7904 if you want to get all technical. I mean, it's 5 o'clock on the dot on the East Coast, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time. Of course, it's time for the flagship show here at Roto-Grinders. It's called Call Grinders Live. It's possible by fans and drafting. Joining me today 
Fresh out of the pool, it's one Pepsi Seven. What's going on, Pepsi? It's a beautiful pool day. Wish I could stay there, but uh, we gotta get to a baseball show here. So I'm a little disappointed with your enthusiasm by saying this is Grinders Live or this is the flagship show. I mean, throw something in there. It's the flagship show, Grinders Live. I mean, I know you want to get all technical, but how about some enthusiasm? Well, I thought I was fairly enthusiastic. And secondly, if you want to host, pop one of these things. I'm okay, mean, putting people to sleep already. The show's barely started. That's it. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I thought there was at least a, some uh, sense of enthusiasm. It's a, this is a fun slate tonight, is it not? Oh, it's a fun slate. It's very interesting. It's, um, yeah, I mean, obviously we're going to break it down, but uh, off the top, I wanted to say that in general, I like to stack in my GPPs, and tonight is a night that I just don't feel it's necessary. Maybe mini ones here and there. So it's very interesting the way I'm going about things tonight, and uh, it's been a long time since I've looked at a slate and went, I don't think i got to stack anybody, which is very strange, but uh, I like it. It's funny you say that. That was like that's one of my big thoughts in the slate too. Is like I don't think I'm gonna stack, and I don't, I don't stack as much as the regular guy. And I understand the concept of stacking. I totally get it, the correlation and all that. But um, it's we're talking about a six game slate, 12, 12 teams. We have several aces. We don't want to pick on uh, some bad environments just to hit baseballs in. Obviously, I, I, you know, the, 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 what's the biggest total on the board? Is it like five? Well, I think Boston's like what five and change, five point three four as far as our total against Tampa, against Brandon McKay. Brandon McKay, obviously a big prospect there for Tampa. Uh, I just have a hard time getting excited about any specific offense. And again, it's probably going to be a stack that wins it, and people will say, well, a stack one. And a lot of times it's because, well, correlation, and also because everybody stacks. So, like, if like it's a bunch of stacks out there, a stack's probably going to win. But I think uh, I'm with you. My general thought is, like, 3-3-2 and just pieces and just play good players. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, that's where I'm going to be at, and I'll reveal my entire strategy a little bit later on here because uh... – what? It's hard to match. So I'm going to reveal my strategy, exactly what I'm doing tonight, how I'm playing it, and, uh, you know, hopefully it works. Is that a tease for the people? You want them to stick around now? Absolutely. That was feigned enthusiasm, by the way. You're, you're trying to – you're getting on me for being enthusiastic. That was just false enthusiasm. So yeah. I mean, I'm not the one that's kicking off the show and, and trying to get people excited here. You're, you're just going through the motions. You, you know why I'm excited? Uh, I just – I'm giddy. Because it's the unofficial start of the NFL season tonight. You know, there's actual football. Well, I guess football in air quotes. There's football being played tonight in America. Are you aware of this? I was not aware of that. No, I don't usually jump on to football until much, much later. Um, who's playing tonight? It's the Hall of Fame game uh, in Canton, Ohio. And I believe it's Denver. I'm not playing preseason football. There you go. Uh, I'm, I was kind of being facetious there. But I will, play, I will dabble in preseason for sure because – uh, Jamino and his team. Jamino crushes preseason. I know if you're a premium member, uh, there's an article up there if you guys are dabbling tonight. Uh, and, you know, their edges are shrinking in DFS because of, uh, you know, people are getting sharper. But, of course, there are people still playing people in preseason that are just not going to play at all. They, just, they see names, they get excited. Uh, and if you are a premium member, Pepsi, I'm not sure how much you dabbled at the, the Discord. There's an NFL premium Discord channel where I was talking to Jamino just a few minutes ago. He said he was in there all day. Uh, you know, him and all, a lot of premium members kind of bouncing ideas off each other. And there's premium channels for, you know, different sports, obviously. And if you're a premium member, obviously you have the, the lineup HQ and Jesus Musings and the expert rankings and crunch time and Ross weather, ownership percentage, premium podcast, yada, yada, yada. But one thing I don't know if enough people uh, take advantage of is the uh, the premium Discord channel. And it's, it's going down. It's been going down all day today as far as the NFL channel. So fire that up if you guys are uh, playing some preseason tonight. I, I don't know who's our preseason this weekend as well, I would assume. Everybody's playing uh, this weekend. I don't know. Uh, I, I, my brain's still on baseball, but I will absolutely for sure dabble 
uh, in some preseason football. And I'm sure you're excited about your Steelers. Are they still your Steelers? Are you still there? <laughs> I mean, I'm not a massive football fan by any means, but when I watch, I tend to watch the Steelers and cheer for them. So I guess that makes me a Steelers fan, but uh, I'm not a diehard Steelers fan, I guess, because I'd be watching every single game. I watch as much as I can. Obviously, hockey season comes over and overlaps with football. I'm a much bigger hockey fan, but I do enjoy watching the game and uh, definitely cheer for the Steelers. You got Yisman Cohen earlier, Dean, said that uh, saying that you are not playing preseason football, but you're going to dabble preseason football. I think you meant you're not playing tonight. But Correct. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I talk about getting all tactical. Yisman, uh, appreciate him in the chat. He, he drops some good information a lot of times, but he does get very tactical if I say one thing incorrectly. And sh- I am not playing preseason football tonight, but I will for sure uh, dabble in the preseason waters before it's all over because I believe there's money to be made. And Jamino is really, really smart. He puts a lot of effort in there. So, uh, and his team, it's not just Jamino. We want to give a shout out to all, you know, everybody that's in Discord that takes part as far as the preseason content. I believe Alan does it as well. And, it, you know, we talk about Jesus Musings. Jesus Musings are great. Alan always writes a great article on Sundays. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you probably catch that because you do Sunday content as well. His questions and answers series. Yes. It's really good. Yeah, it's excellent. A lot of work was into that. Uh, very talented guy. And it's, uh, it's a great article. And I have uh, D-Train, our producer. He's uh, correcting me. It's not called Lineup HQ. It's called Lineup Headquarters, obviously. Yes. Uh, wait. Yeah. So I guess I said HQ because I, we got to save time. We have to get in as many words as possible because we <laughs> only have 55 minutes to break down these six games, Pepsi. Uh, screenshot uh, of this slate, you know, two big studs, obviously at the top, as far as, you know, is Clayton Kershaw back? Is he, is he who we thought he was? 35% K rate is the, this last month he's facing a Padres team. Of course, strikes out a fair bit. We don't have a standing lineup just yet. Um, you know, of course it's going to be without Fran Reyes because Fran Reyes it's on Cleveland. Have you seen the Cleveland lineup today? It, it's legit. It's stacked. They're facing Garrett Cole. He doesn't care who he's facing. He's going to mow everybody down. Uh, give me the screenshot. How, how are we attacking this slate? Because, I, you know, obviously from a cash game perspective, I think you want to grab one of those too. Uh, what are we doing? Give me your approach. I'm not playing cash. I played cash last night. I worked out quite well. I did get a lot of lineups with uh, Brios and um, who was the ace last night? Oh, DeGrom. And that worked yeah. out pretty well. GPPs, not so much. So I'm flipping tonight. Tonight's not a game. I'm in love with cash. I'm just going to play some GPPs. I got six lineups that I purchased. And, uh, yeah, I'm going with Garrett Cole here. I mean, that, that, that's the top guy for me tonight here. I mean, the matchup is not great. But, again, great pitching generally beats good hitting any day of the week. We saw Verlander go seventh shutter inning strike at 13 against the Tribe a couple nights ago. And uh, Cole could very well do the same thing. Got the best strikeout rate in baseball. I don't love the matchup. But Cole is the best pitch on the board. We're lacking good pitching everywhere tonight outside of the top two guys, in my opinion. And some of the guys that maybe would be decent mid-tier options are in tough matchups tonight. So for me, Cole's the guy. I'm paying up for him. That's where I want to be. I think Kershaw is a very interesting number two tonight because, as you mentioned, over the last month, 35% strikeout rate, starting to pile them up. The Padres still strike out a lot, even you know, more so versus righties, but still quite a bit versus lefties. The matchup's a good one here, so I have no problem going down to Kershaw, and I'm going to do so as well, likely, in some GPPs here, but uh, I still think it's cool for me. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to take some umbrage with something you said there, perhaps. I think, uh, again, only 12 dudes are throwing baseballs tonight, at least starting. I think it's a pretty good collection of arms. Even the, the mid-tier is perfect. I mean, pretty good. You, you I know, said it's pretty good, but they have tough matchups, though, the, the mid-tier arms. The lower of the mid-tier or the lower range, just some arms I definitely like, but mid-tier guys i'm talking like john lester jack flaherty you know those, those arms are in tough matchups in my opinion 
Yeah, so I was thinking, like, you know, once upon a time, you used to do something called the uh, the gas can of the night, and I was kind of looking at the slate, and I'm like, who would Pepsi's gas can of the night be? Because yeah. it's tough, right? Yeah, that this would be a tough night to call somebody out as the gas can. I mean, oof, I mean, yeah, probably Kashner, I guess, even though he seems to limit the damage, or it's maybe Thornton and hope for a bad bullpen and a bad game from him coming off the DL, you know, so... Yeah, there's not really a gas can on the mound today, which, again, is why we don't love offense and don't feel the need to stack. It's also the same reason why I want to get two decent or two good pitchers in there because I don't have to have any one particular bat. Yeah, and the tricky thing about saying Thornton, and you're probably right on that, uh, is that implies that you should roster a bunch of Oreos. It's who wants to roster those guys, but, like, it does kind of sort of make sense to some degree in the slate. And then if I would ask you that question a month ago, uh, you might have said Astor Wojciechowski. At least that's probably what I would have said because I, I just assumed 30-year-old vet getting the call up for Baltimore. You know, he's a guy that never really did anything kind of mediocre in the minors and right. developed this new pitch, and he's been awesome <laughs> from a K perspective facing Toronto. Have you seen a – you know, again, we, we fired the old plate IQ, uh, and it's a small sample as far as Astor, but have you seen his numbers against righties this year? Yeah, I mean, just as you mentioned recently, it's been what, oh, last three games is the over forty-one percent strikeout rate versus righties. I believe it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so let's go ahead and pull this up. I think it's it's a really small sample, and maybe it's small sample size. Maybe he's a a late bloomer, just kind of figuring things out. It's not like this overpowering velocity velocity somewhere like what ninety three, ninety four, give or take uh, sixty one plate appearances. So like, take this with the old grain of salt, but. Uh, 41% K rate against 61, uh, you know, with righties and a 1.6% walk rate. That's amazing. That, that's, that's insane. That's the thing, as you mentioned, you get a, you get a bad bullpen behind him as well. So talking about the gas can, if that was him a month ago, but, uh, now all of a sudden he's one of those guys that uh, both him and Thornton are guys are going to play both sides up tonight. And we'll dig into that a little more later on, but if, if Wojciechowski is legitly legit and this new pitch is working, which seems to be. Uh, he's probably underpriced in issue wide, and I like him quite a bit tonight. Yeah, so I think a general strategy, and like again, you, you might have one. Maybe this is what you're talking about, but I'm probably either going to roster Wojciechowski in most of my lineups, or I'm going to be picking on him with a bunch of Blue Jays in most of my lineups. I think that's, uh, you know, that's my general approach. Because is he a fraud? Is he not a fraud? Is it small sample? And uh, you know, in, in the minors, he gave up a fair bit of homers. The righties too. Like it's, I don't know what's going on. Um, and you know the Toronto side's got some pretty you know kind of sexy names I suppose you know if nothing else that they you know great names for baseball Bichette, Biggio, Guerrero first three obviously um, yeah I, I think that's an approach I'm going to have tonight like I'm not here to take a stand on it shocking I'm just going to play both sides of it yeah that's exactly right I'm both Wojciechowski and Thornton I mean you know Baltimore can be had Thornton's shown a big strike at upside before um, worry a little bit about his pitch count of course but you know, at that price point, I don't mind having a little bit of Thornton. Wojciechowski's probably my top arm, you know, that's outside of, obviously, Colin Kershaw. And uh, even Max Fried, who we'll get to a little bit later on, too, here. That's, that's some tremendous value uh, in a matchup versus a Reds lamp that's a little depleted here. And I think he can easily pay off that uh, that salary. His. You know, obviously, you want to go after him with the righties, but there's not very many scary righties in there outside of Senzel and Suarez. So Fried's the guy that I think going to see a lot of exposure because of that price point. And normally – We'll be talking about guys like Flaherty and Lester in that mid-range. But again, the matchups aren't great. They seem like they're a little bit too highly priced for me to get some bats in there. So I'm kind of ignoring the mid-range and going all the way down to Wojciechowski, Thornton, and Max Freed tonight. Yeah, Flaherty got like a 10 to 15% price bump or so. And he's a guy I've been rostering just to kind of make things work, uh, you know, as, as so many uh, starts, you know, for a while now. He's always been a guy that's kind of popping. But 
Don't really love them against the Cubbies. Of course, the Cubs, uh, their lineup did improve with uh, Cassiatos now batting second. Looks looks a bit stronger as well. Hayward, Cassiatos, uh, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, Contreras, Schwarber batting seventh, and they have Tony. They have Tony Kemp. When did that happen? Did I just yeah. totally miss? <laughs> dealt, um, was it was it a bullpen arm? I think for Tony Kemp. I saw that one go through on the ticker there uh, oh. yesterday, but I, I forget exactly what it was. I think it was an arm of some sort they dealt for Kemp. I totally missed that one. And or, or was it a catcher? I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't recall. Uh, there's a player named Aquino uh, hitting uh, for Cincinnati already against Freed, Freed big ground ball guy, obviously. And, you know, what, what's missing in that lineup is Puig, who now is jumping in that Cleveland lineup, and it's kind of popping today. Um, so it does look pretty weak there as far as Cincinnati. And, yeah, the mid-tier is strong as far as Freed versus Flaherty. Uh, you know, do you have a take as far as those two, or it's just like maybe grab shares of both, whichever one fits? I mean, I'm not on Flaherty tonight. I just think the Cubs are a tough matchup for him. Um, in general, they're, they're patient, they're powerful, um, you know. But again, he, he's pretty good versus race. Even though the addition of Castellanos makes that lineup better, you know, it's not as big as a threat as it would be normally because Flaherty's so good versus righties, and you're only going to get really what three lefties in there. They're not really afraid of Hayward or Kemp, uh, Schwarber and Rizzo, the guys that scare you, I guess. But at the same time, I just don't love the price point. I don't love the matchup. I'm going to save the money as I mentioned to go down. So. Flaherty's fine. I wouldn't talk yet of it, especially as you're asking to in cash. Again, I'm not playing cash. I don't have to worry about that. But um, he just misses a cut for me. And, and John Lester is a guy at this point in his career, I'd rather pick on him than roster him. And I do like some of these Cardinal righties. So Lester's out of it. Danny Salazar, you know, was terrific in the minors. But the leash isn't there. He's probably going to go four or five innings. And, of course, Houston is just so dangerous. And Lucchese's facing the Dodgers. I'm just not interested ever against the Dodgers. So, And then Discofani's next, Dean. And it's like, okay, I don't love the matchup versus Atlanta. Um, so it's just a matter of all these guys are capable, good pitchers, but the matchups are no good to me. And I just, I don't I don't love them. So that's why I'm going down to Wojciechowski, Thornton, and Freed, because I think they have just as much upside. And, and they're much cheaper than those guys in the mid-tier. Will a team score more than 10 runs tonight? Say again? Will a team score more than 10 runs tonight? Uh, I will say no. Yeah, I mean, I mean it certainly happens, but I mean, I don't know who, so I'm going to say no. Uh, I just kind of fired up this guy Aquino here uh, playing for the Reds. I was kind of, I was curious as far as his strikeout tendencies, his minor league tendencies. Dude's got 20 homers in the minors this year. I'm sorry, he's got 28 homers in the minors this year and wow. 323 plate appearances. He had 20 last year. Uh, and as far as his projection model, they're projecting him to strike out. This is Steamer projecting him to strike out at 28.8 percent. So it looks like a guy has a a fair bit of power, but also can strike out. And I'm seeing he's really cheap. Uh, is that correct there? Is that the DK price? He's 2.7K on DK. He looks interesting. I don't know how much you need that savings, but 5.6 uh, on fantasy draft for what it's worth too. So both uh, pretty cheap there. And obviously a bump as far as the K potential for free against them, at least according to the projections. Um, yeah. So what, what else do we dig into as far as, oh, well, well I guess we, we basically talked about everybody. You mentioned Lucchese. Lucchese's tough on lefties. And yes. that's another thing. Like the Dodgers have a team total under five right now. Like one yeah. of the best offenses in baseball. The Casey's tough, tough on lefties. Not a great ballpark. Don't have a lineup just yet. But of course, you know some of their best hitters. You know Seager, Bellinger, Muncie, Hip on the left hand side. And they're also kind of weak as far as some injuries. There's there's no Kike Hernandez in that lineup. So you know we're going to see possibly Tyler White crack it. You know there is some power there. But he's another dude. Who's, I think he was DFA earlier in the year. Uh, the grown is nothing special. So. It's a it's a weird night, man. It's a weird night, and it's a short slate. And I, 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 it's, it's interesting. I, we're both on the same page of, like, you don't necessarily have to stack. And, I, again, the team I'm most likely to stack probably is Toronto, which is weird because I'm going to play some Woj as well. 
Yeah, I'm not even sure who most I'm going to end up stacking out to build them, but I'll, I'll give you my breakdown on exactly what I'm doing for pitching. Cole is going to, so six lineups is what the plan is right now. So Cole, one with Wojciechowski, one with Thornton, one with Freed. I'm going to expose you to all three of those guys. It gives me different levels to build teams at different price points. And I'm just kind of, again, getting random bats that I like to fit in there. Then I'm going to drop to Kershaw because I don't love Cole's matchup. And I think Kershaw could be interesting. Plus, I want to watch Kershaw pitch tonight and cheer for him. So if I got some laps of him, great. Same strategy. One with Wojciechowski, one with Thornton, one with Freed. And again, just mixing the bats in there. So that's my strategy tonight. Kind of covers all the pitchers. If one guy gets killed or two guys get killed, I'm still kind of safe, you know, with some lineups. And uh, likely not doing anything besides mini stacking and getting some solo one-offs, as I said. So that's my strategy going in, completely skipping the mid-tier. And I'm um, hoping one of those laps goes off tonight. We didn't mention Danny Salazar, who's super interesting. And I guess not from a roster perspective, but more like what you're doing with the Astros. Salazar, you know, once a really good pitcher, hasn't pitched in the majors since, what, like 2017 or so? ALDS, yeah. Yeah, he, he's looked good. Uh, is that the last time he's pitched in the, uh, the championship series? Or ALDS, yeah. ALDS? ALDS 2017. And I did talk about him earlier, but as usual, you weren't paying attention, I guess. Well, I mean, you, you know, we didn't really highlight him, I guess. But I think he's interesting to have a conversation as far as the Astros because some of the Astros are priced down um, because, I guess, they respect Salazar. And, and I guess the Indians are uh, – they're, they're planning on relying on him because, you know, they did move their one of their best arms in Bauer. Obviously, they upgraded their offense too. But uh, I suspect they think that Salazar is a part of their, you know, potential postseason future as well as Kluber too. They're getting healthier uh, from an arms perspective. Uh, I, and he's not going to go deep, right? Four, maybe five innings. Five probably might be ambitious. He's been good in his, uh, you know, his rehab starts for what it's worth. How are you handling the Astros? Because they are kind of cheap. Yeah, I don't have to have Houston tonight. Again, you know, you know, we know that the leash is short, but he was dominant in the minors. If he was a little bit off, maybe velocity was down, he struggled with a couple of starts, I could see a reason to get on board here. But um, he was dominant. He was great. And uh, he's a pitcher that normally, obviously, we don't like to attack. And the problem with Houston in general is they've got eight hitters we could go after. So if it was an easy top four like Atlanta, maybe I'd get some interest in there and throw one in there. But when it's eight bats that i got to figure out, again, I want to stack. If I'm stacking Houston, it's a night that I love them. I'll stack them three different ways to get exposure to all those bats. But there's just so many good bats there. And I know some of the pricing has come down a bit, but a lot of them are still expensive. It's just so difficult to stack Houston. So I'm either all over Houston or I'm completely off. And, and tonight I'm just going to be off them and, and hope that Salazar pitches well and goes five. Yeah. I mean, I think five is a little bit ambitious, to be honest. Like, I think we're looking at maybe three innings or so or something like that, maybe four innings if things are going well. But if things don't go well, you know, we're going to see the weaker arms for Cleveland if Houston's up like four nothing or so in the fourth. And I think they make for an interest, interesting stack, especially when you're locked in, uh, you know, to the to the nine innings. So no matter what happens, what's going down in the ninth inning, you're going to get some uh, hitters as well for Houston. And again, their prices generally are really expensive, and you're getting a slight discount. And that, that ballpark's good, yeah. especially for lefties too. You're not getting a you're getting a slight discount, maybe on a couple of guys, but in general, I think Houston's pretty expensive still. Yeah, I mean Bregman's kind of cheap. Yeah. It, it depends where you're shopping. I it, mean Springer is at five three. Altuve is at four eight. Bregman's down to 4-7, still expensive. Alvarez, 5-6. Brantley's 4-7, still tough. Springer, 9-8 on base draft. That's too cheap. That's pretty good. All right. No? All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Agree to disagree. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's reasonable. I wouldn't say it's cheap. I know you just summarized your arms. Is there anything else you want to say as far as pitching? Like, we were, we're flying through this. It's only a six-gamer. And yeah. uh, you know, McKay's a talented guy. We don't really want to pick on Boston, right? It's what's the, what's left to talk about 
I will say this. Uh, Cole and Kershaw are very close. If you feel strongly either way, I'm perfectly fine with it. I give the edge to Cole just because he's been the better pitcher all season long. I believe in his strikeout rate more than Kershaw, as we saw earlier, and even last year. You know, hasn't been there, even though it's up again 35% over the last month. I mean, uh, Cole's over 37 for the season. So, and again, we saw Verlander mull through Cleveland too. So I know they got some upgrades here with Reyes and Puig, but still, Cole's dominant. So if, you, if you're debating between the two and money's not really an option for you, you can afford them both. I give Cole the edge in cash. Uh, Kershaw's a very close second, though. Cash game SP2, probably freed. I think he's fairly safe. Quality starts center is very cheap. So I like him. Uh, Wojciechowski to me has more upside for sure, but he might be a little risky too. We're still not really sure who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Thornton would probably be third of those three guys that I'm using. Um, so that, that helps a little bit ranking the top and the lower tier. And again, in the mid tier, I'm not playing them. You know, they're all, you know, for the most part, I guess they're reasonably priced. I just don't like the upside for anybody. If I had to pick a mid tier guy, it would definitely be Flaherty. All right, those are the pitchers talking sticks in just a second. Do want to mention uh, if you're rocking the Roto-Grinders badge, if you guys are not aware, we uh, we talked about all the premium stuff. There's more st- uh, premium stuff as well. It's available. That was just uh, some of the things you get with premium for baseball and much, much more. Uh, if you ro- rock the the RG badge, the avatar, in certain contests throughout the DFS industry, finish in the top 10, you can win yourself uh, one month free Roto-Grinders premium. For more information on that, Check the link in chat that D-Train's dropping right now. We do want to give a shout-out to the person. We have one, one person that signed up yesterday, Fans82. Thanks for uh, rocking the RG badge. Uh, Pepsi, Sticks, Hitters, any teams, any players that are uh, at your core today? I mean, again, it's not a night where I'm in love with any one particular bat, but if I got to pick one guy out, it's probably J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox here. I mean, Red Sox probably going to be popular. They're home. Brandon McKay, the opposing pitcher, Good, talented young pitcher. Uh, lefty, good strikeout rate. Has shown decent control even, but, man, Boston is a daunting task. Going into Boston, facing this lineup in that ballpark is tough, and uh, J.D. continues to murder lefties. So he's the bat that I think, if I could only pick one, would be the one. But, again, I prefer pitching over hitting tonight. But uh, I do like J.D. Martinez. I will have exposure to him. I don't feel the need to necessarily stack Boston, as I mentioned a few times, but uh, I will definitely have some J.D. Martinez lineups. Yeah, as we'll go through it around the horn, like we'll talk about Bogarts. He's not the best, like, dollar-for-dollar dollar play, but you can play him. Devers is not the best dollar-for-dollar dollar play, but you can play him for tournaments if you're stacking a team up. And, yeah, I have no issue with that either. Uh, Sandy Leone is actually cracking though. So, Christian Vasquez, I know you're a Vasquez guy, aren't you? Are you a little bummed that Vasquez is not in there today? Yeah, I thought it would be. And, and that's the kind of thing that I always throw him into my Red Sox stacks. He's hit lefties pretty well. And, you know, up until recently, he was pretty reasonably priced as a catcher as well. But uh, – yeah, so San Leon obviously doesn't bring the same thump that he does. And, and catcher is pretty lousy tonight, so I would have liked to have used some Vasquez. But at the same time, his price is kind of shot up there, and catcher's not a position we like to spend money on. You know, I think I'm going to try to make a double-barrel pitching lineup. I know we're jumping back to pitchers, but I'm just kind of thinking in my head, uh, if I can get Kershaw and, and Cole in the same lineup, and maybe a guy like Aquino can make that work. I was not anticipating him being in there, but he's super cheap. You punt catcher, you punt to Aquino, and all of a sudden, you know, you can have pr- probably a decent lineup. We don't necessarily love the sticks, and maybe, you know, the rare occasion where, like, it's possible the arms can win the slate, you can get, like, 70 or so from those pitchers. In theory, it's certainly possible. Just the thought. We're, we're, we're going to try to make that work after the show. I, I love doubling down when I can do so. Uh, as far as catchers here, Pepsi, it's it's bleak. Uh, not a lot to look at. you got a cheap Zanino if you just want to get in and out as cheap as possible. Uh, Cisco is interesting again Thornton but he's kind of pricey to some degree Jansen 
your boy from the Blue Jays batting uh, batting ninth against Wojbaum. He's you know, reasonably cheap as well. Uh, there's really not a lot to get excited about. Can you feign some excitement for catchers for me? I mean, I don't mind McCann. 3700 bucks. that seems all right to me. Disco Fawn is the guy that we can attack with lefties, you know, Freeman Al- Albies obviously as well. So I might do a mini Braves stack in there. Uh, and McCann seems to me to be the best catcher. Like, if you had to pick a catcher of this group that you think would homer, I'd take McCann. That being said, I wonder if I'm going to need the money. You know what I mean? And so I, I really don't mind going down to Zanuno in that ballpark. You still might get four bats on the road against a very hittable Kastner. We know he's got the power. Um, and San Leon, I mean, also really cheap, that same price range versus McKay. I don't mind that. But uh, And again, Jansen, I don't mind these Jays in the road just like you. So I'd probably rank them McCann. Zanino Jansen is probably what I'll end up doing. And probably out of my six lineups, four of them, I'm likely going to go cheap with a Zanino type as opposed to going up to McCann. Uh, Will Smith, isn't the, I know he's, he's not going to be the one necessarily, but we'll see. But I, I think he's a somewhat talented. I don't mind him here, there against Lucchese if he cracks it. But, yeah, I, I have very little to get excited about as far as catchers. You're mentioning McCann there in Atlanta, and Roth just updated his article as far as weather. He updated like 10 minutes ago. Of course, he gives you the most up-to-date update on crunch time, which follows us for premium members. He'll be there with Cardi as well. Uh, it's currently, it's it was I think it was orange-yellow earlier today. So right. now it's flipped. It's yellow-orange. It looks like a little bit better. But again, uh, it's probably pop-up stuff. There's a whole article here. It just was dropped in the, in the chat. If you guys want to take a look at it, I'm, much, I'm sure Devin also dropped it in the YouTube chat as well because we always talk about how he's multitasking. Uh, if you guys are on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. We do appreciate that. Everything else looks, seems to be fine. It's green in Cleveland. It's yellow in Baltimore, uh, at least as of right now, still several hours out as far as uh, first pitch. Jump to first base. Let's talk about some guys that actually are, are fun to talk about. Yeah, it's pretty deep position tonight. And again, no particular bat really stands out to me. I think, obviously, we talked about Descafani's struggles versus lefties, which certainly puts Freeman in the conversation in, in all formats, certainly in cash but he's expensive. Maybe we can't get there. Next step down would be a Rizzo, also facing a pitcher that struggles versus lefties and Flaherty. Don't love to pick on Flaherty, but he's very splitsy, so we can certainly get at him with the lefties. Goldschmidt versus a lefty, always in play. Again, Lester, still a good real-life pitcher, but I like Gold here a fair bit, but uh, there's also a value here. you got Justin Smoke, who's reasonably priced, uh, G-Man Choi. Uh, Choi, really cheap over in Fanduel. I like him a lot more over there, too. And he's got some home run upside versus a very hittable caster. He's leading off again, which is nice. So he could get those five at-bats on the road. So you've got lots of options. It's nice. And the, and the high tier, it's Freeman. The mid-tier, Rizzo and Goldschmidt. And then as you go down for value, you get Smoke and Choi. So it's going to be fun building at first base. You could even go with some value in, in Sam Travis. If you're trying to double barrel, like you said, the Cole and Kershaw lineup, Aquino in there. Maybe you go to Zanino at catcher, Sam Travis at first base. Not too bad hitting the six hole there. There's, there's, a, there's a path to doing what you're talking about with the double barrel pitcher, but uh, plenty of options at first base. That's why I like this way for GPPs because I can build multiple lineups and get exposure to several of these guys because outside of maybe Freeman, if money's not a thing, you know, I, I don't really know who I love here. I guess it would be Freeman, then Goldie. And those guys seem to be like a, a slight discount, right? They seem a little bit too cheap, right? Now that's, that's where I'm at. I, I think they're pretty interesting. And if I have the money for sure, I'll, I'll get up to Freeman. I don't know if I can get there. We know about the splits as far as Disco uh, throwing baseballs there. But Rizzo seems to be a little bit discounted. Goldie seems to be a little, little discounted, especially with his recent success. A lot of times that factored in the, uh, yeah. the old algorithm. And by the way, Pepsi, I know you're a VBP guy. Both those guys are on TV, team VBP today. You're aware of this or no? Yes, I'm aware of that. And uh this is an interesting one, too. I just, um, Jesus Aguilar, 
batting the six hole tonight for for uh, for Tampa Bay too. I didn't really think about that early on when uh, I forgot about that trade that happened. That's an interesting one too because he's pretty cheap industry wide, and he can end up with five at bats too in Tampa Bay tonight versus Cashner. So I might uh, it's another value bat you can get a hold of. So you can really do anything you want. You can pay up. You can go to the mid tier. You can go to the value tier, and all these guys have pretty good matchups. So first base is loaded tonight. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't Caster been reverse splitsy this year? More so, yes. I mean, he's just um, – he's an enigma, man. He's a tough guy to figure out, really. He's just not talented. The underlying numbers tell you that he is a gas can, but he goes out there and finds a way to just, you know, not get lit up every night and limit the damage. But uh, I still like these uh, Tampa Bay bats. If they get the lead here in this game, you know, that Red Sox bullpen's not that great, especially the weaker arms, too, and even their better arms have imploded at times this year. So it's just a great ballpark. They're on the road here, you know, and Tampa Bay in general is pretty cheap. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting play with either Aguilar or Troy tonight. I was thinking Aguilar would be like a platoon guy for Tampa. Basically, he would be out there versus lefties. and But I guess they're they're beat up, right? So there's like two or three guys that are injured. Yeah. They sent Lowe down today also. Uh, Nate Lowe got, got, the, got, got sent down. I'm not sure they called up. But, um, by the way, just put the splits as far as Castro this year. 13.2% K rate versus righties. That's bad, right? <laughs> that's awful. A 196 ISO, that's bad. And a 369 Woba, that's bad too. And there's the monster out there that's lurking. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting. Going to be low owned. I mean, he's going to be a low owned. They're going to, you're going to go to Detroit at the number one hole. I mean, not people are going to play Aguilar hitting the six spot when you've got, what we talked about, five, six good options here. Goldie, seven for 14 with a homer versus uh, Lester and two stolen bases just for fun. <clears throat> Rizzo, uh, eight for 12, a double, two domes. That's impressive, eight for 12. I know you like that. I mean, I'm not, like, I don't love that stuff, but it's, it's fine. And these are the things I look at on a smaller slate. I'll kind of take that's, the time. That's, and... a, that's four or five games because in a game, I know you get generally four at-bats, but it wouldn't face Discofani four times in a game, sometimes only twice. So you're looking at four or five games. To me, that's enough to get an idea. Now, Disco Fani sure can adjust his pitching and, and do what he can do to, to uh, our, our Flaherty versus Rizzo. So he can do what he can to get him out. But, I mean, it's a guy struggles for, versus lefties in general. And, obviously, Rizzo sees him well. So, if he's seen him in 12 at-bats and, and reached eight times, I mean, to me, that matters. I realize Cardi, that's not a big enough sample size. That's enough for me to think, okay, he's seen him well. He's sitting him well. I like it. Yeah, it's about 10,000 at-bats too few for Cardi for sure. <laughs> and then by the time you figure it out, the guy's like 47 years old and ready to retire. So how do you take advantage of that, right? But uh, all right. You guys make sure to ask Cardi those questions, BAB questions on, uh, on crunch time next. He'll, he'll thoroughly appreciate them. Keystone position, Pepsi. Uh, what are we looking at? I think VR kind of jumps out. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but, you know, Baltimore looks like one of the better teams, uh, picking on one of the worst uh, pitchers with Thornton leading off. Bijou on the other side if you're just not a believer in Woj. Uh, and he gets that for the left-hand side where Woj, you know, he's got those dramatic splits where he's much more vulnerable to lefties as opposed to righties. I think Altuve is kind of interesting, probably more so in a stack there against Salazar and whoever kind of comes out of that bullpen. What are you looking at as far as second? I guess Albies should not ignore him batting second to lefty versus Disco. Yeah, there's three guys I like there. And Jonathan Villar is the number one guy for me. I, I love Villar tonight. I think he's got Jack in the bag upside. He's swinging a hot bat here. Yeah, we'd like him to be a little cheaper, but uh, Villar is a guy that's really high on my list tonight. Uh, next up, you know, we talk about a guy like Albies. We talk about Freeman. Talked about McCann. We can pick on this Gafani with these lefties here. So my mini brace stack is going to have Freeman, Elbies, and McCann in it. And, of course, Kevin Biggio. I mean, this guy has been very good. And as much as we like Wojciechowski, we want to pick on him a little bit as well. Obviously, in, in different lineups here. But uh, I will have exposure to Biggio as well. I don't see myself getting off those three guys. I would probably rank them VR. 
man, I think Albies and Biggio are real close, but I'll give the edge to Albies and then Biggio because I do feel like Wojciechowski is somewhat legit with this new pitcher. Yeah, and I hate freaking out as far as small samples, but we talk about the splits for Wojbaum, 360 ISO versus lefties. Again, that's just 58 at-bats, but that's really, really bad. Uh, and a 395 Woba, again, that's really, really bad. Uh, if you fire up the plate IQ, it's just all red, uh, with the exception of, uh, yeah, basically the splits for the lefties is all red, except for the poor hitting percentage, the well-hit percentage, but everything else, uh, not good. 52% fly balls, uh, you know, fly ball guy versus a fly ball pitcher. You're probably going to get a fly ball for Biggio. Maybe he bangs without, maybe he flies out, but, you know, shoot that, uh, you know, the upside for sure. You said you have nothing else as far as second, right? You're basically, and I agree, I don't know if you have to, of course, if you're stacking things up or if you need a one-off to kind of make things work. Uh, like Sogard's hard to get excited about, you know, nerd power there uh, in Boston, no less, you know, which is tricky for uh, for lefty power. Yeah, it's what else? What else is there to get excited about here? I mean, you could say Negron is cheap. You could go to Chavis in Boston if you're looking for a guy that's going to be really under-owned and part of a contrarian Boston stack. But he's cooled off. He's batting eighth. He's still fairly expensive. I mean, yeah, that's why I'm only playing those three guys. And I and I may end up in my six lineups. I'll probably have uh, you know have them all twice. Is what I'll probably end up doing. And if I give it to if I play anybody more than twice, it's going to be VR. The problem is he's more expensive than the other two. So. But, yeah, at this point, I have no interest in playing anybody besides VR, Albies, and Biggio. Uh, hot corner, third base. I'm curious if your player pool is there. Eugenio Suarez versus a lefty in three. I know three's a guy we like to some degree, but Suarez does shellac his left-handers. Um, you know, Leprechaun, Justin Turner versus Lucchese. I'm okay with that. I presume he's going to crack the lineup probably about third tonight. Uh, is there a one-off you're interested in against Garrett Cole? If I'm going to take one, it's probably either Lindor or Jose Ramirez. Uh, they are kind of sort of cheap, but that's, you know, obviously just tournaments only. You don't necessarily uh, want to pick on Garrett Cole, but, uh, you know, he, he has given up some homers, not to the same degree as Verlander, but it can happen. Uh, we'll jump it out for you as far as third base. Yeah, I just like second base, my player pool consists of three here at the hot corner. It's uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Justin Turner, and uh, Ahino Suarez. I mean, Suarez obviously smashes lefties. He's like the one Reds bat that I'm interested in. Uh, Justin Turner has crushed lefties as well. Lucchese, that guy we have to pick on. But again, Turner's just demolished lefties this season. Still has a reasonable price tag. And Vlad Guerrero starting to heat up. A great ballpark on the road. Even if he, you know, he doesn't do much versus Will Jokowski, we know that bad bullpen's coming out there too. So I would probably rank them Vlad, Suarez, and Turner tonight is where I'm at. And again, I think the idea is to use two of them. Or, sorry, each guy in, in two of my lineups here tonight. Uh, and outside of that, I don't really expect to go anywhere. I think that Baltimore is interesting. Ronaldo Nunez maybe batting cleanup. I do like the Orioles a little bit, but it's almost like I don't know which Orioles I want to use. I'm not too excited about it. So as much as I want to get exposure to the Orioles against Thornton as well as use Thornton against them, I just find myself when I look at the positions that each Oriole, he could make up fifth or sixth on my list, and I, I probably won't get them, I'm realizing now, unless I actually do a mini Orioles stack at this point. Yeah, we like VR. Um, you know, Mancini's overpriced, but like that's a reason to play him in tournaments for sure. Yeah, he doesn't make a lot of sense, but he does have upside for sure. Uh, like Cisco, a catcher, catcher's a weak position. I suppose he could be the top catcher tonight, but otherwise, it's just. I mean, do you get pitching points for Steve Wilkerson? If not, I don't want him. <laughs> um, I guess Chris Davis has some power, but it, it's really not a fun lineup. Obviously, uh, speaking of lineups, the Dodgers lineup is out. Just just dropped here on the RG page. Pollock leading off. I like Pollock a good bit, by the way. He's another guy that, that, that kind of cracks that uh, potential double barrel lineup. He's just too cheap leading off against Lucchese with the splits in his right. favor. We know Pollock has a nice history versus lefties. There's a spoiler alert 
for one of my favorite hitters in the outfield. Muncie, Turner, Bellinger, White, Smith, Verdugo, and Negron. Like, you know, the Dodgers are supposed to be one of the best offenses in baseball. And you look at that lineup, and it's just sort of like yeah. – it's yeah. I mean, it tails off pretty quick, right? Yeah, it certainly is watered down. But uh, something else I want to add about third base before I move on here. If you're stacking the Cubs, yes, Chris Bryant should be in there. If you're stacking the Braves, you throw Donaldson in there. Now, again, I don't love that because Flaherty has been outstanding versus ready. So I don't have to have Bryant. He's not in my top three here tonight. And, again, I'm not really stacking. Uh, same can be said for Donaldson versus Discofani. But, again, these guys are too good at hitters in their lineup that if you're stacking that team, you don't want to leave them off. So I will say that to, to just kind of finish off third base here. And Rafael Devers, as you mentioned, he's really expensive. And, and people that are going to stack Boston, they're going J.D. Betts, maybe Bogarts. They're going to ignore Devers. So Man. an interesting contrarian play, despite the fact that Boston should be chalky. I don't like shortstop tonight. Uh, can you sell me on somebody? Like, who will be playing here at shortstop? Because uh, I saw somebody in chat talking about Yoan Camargo as a potential jack-in-the-bag candidate. He's super cheap. He is batting uh, eighth, and he's playing home, but he is cheap. I uh, I don't like the position. Bregman, I like Bregman. I talked about it just – Betting on the talent, like he just seems a little bit cheap. Correa is kind of cheap too, but as a whole, shortstop's kind of lame, right? I got three more again for you. I don't not even realize as I'm writing them all down. I didn't realize it's about three per position. That's can I it. guess? I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna play along. All right, yeah. Play, guess my three. Number is one, family feud style to get three strikes. How many strikes do I get? Yeah, you can have. You can get two strikes. I think. VR is on there for sure. Yes. Number one answer. All right. Hundred people surveyed. Forty-seven people said Jonathan VR. Uh, I'm going to say Bo Bichette cracks your list. Number two answer, in order even. Can he sweep in order? Number three would be? Uh, yeah, I don't know who number three is. I don't think you like Houston, and I don't think you want to pick on Cole, so I don't think you have Lindor, Bregman, or Correa. Is that, that correct? Is correct? That is correct. Is it possible that Freddie Galvis cracked your list? He did not. I don't mind Galvis, but it was Ugh. actually Bogarts. Again, as well, much as McCain is talented. Oh, sorry. I'm not straight to you. You had one more strike. Bye, bye. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, Dean. I ruined it for you. You did really well, though, by nailing the top two and then walking your way through knowing what I wasn't going to do. I'll, I'll give it to you. But uh, You should have went to Blender in the chat. Blender was going to go for the steal. I see him in chat. He's lurking. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, have you watched Family Feud before? Is this your first time playing? No, I've watched it before, but I said you only get two strikes. So I guess we're getting off the, the feud ways here. But uh, <laughs> Bogarts, I mean, I think that you're going to see Betts and Martinez popular. But again, Bogarts ends up around 9 to 13% whenever those guys are over 20 uh, the price point keeps him out as well. But, again, he's got big power versus lefties. He's got the monster there. Uh, I rarely stack Boston without getting Bogarts in as well. So I'm definitely getting exposure to him where I can. But at that price point, I may get off him once to go down like I like Galvis because I do like Galvis as well. Chat's talking about DeYoung. Any interest in Paul DeYoung versus Lester? He's fine. Yeah, I don't mind it. I just he didn't crack my top three. Again, I'll probably end up doing like a mini Cardinal stack. We talked about some minis. So Goldschmidt. O'Neal, Jose Martinez, DeYoung, you know, any kind of mini stack in there is fine. I'm fine with DeYoung there. But again, I don't, I don't have to have DeYoung. If, if I'm not stacking the Cardinals, he's not my top three. All right, Pepsi, let's jump to the outfield. We're going to have plenty of time for questions from the chat. Uh, if you guys are uh, in, in the old YouTube, feel free to ask some questions. Devin's going to uh, grab those and throw them in the RG chat, of course. If you guys are in the RG chat as is, we can, uh, we can answer your questions too. And this is going to get fun. This is going to get goofy. We never have this much time, Pepsi. So uh, they can ask you about the office, your favorite characters. I know you're still you're still power uh, powering through. Yes, yes. We can get off uh, off the what do you call that? We get uh, off topic, I guess, in the chat a little bit. That's always fun. We can ask people. We can talk some pop culture, music, TV, whatever you guys want. I'm up for it all. 
what are you doing here in the alpha? And I said one of my favorite dollar for dollar plays today is uh, AJ Pollock leading off versus Lucchese. We do live in the world of a salary cap, and he kind of makes things work for me. Of course, you can spend up if you have all the money in the world, like a guy like Bats and a guy like JD you talked about uh, picking on McKay, who we think is good, but like, you know, those guys are good too. Uh, Springer, kind of expensive against, against Salazar. You know, Alvarez is super expensive. I like him for tournaments. Talk, kind of talked about that before as far as the Houston stack potentially. But overall, like, outfield is not jumping off the page. It's not popping for me. What's your thoughts? Yeah, it's very simple for me. I'm looking at the Boston Red Sox outfield, the Tampa Bay Rays outfield, and the Toronto Blue Jays outfield. That, that's about it. And then the Jays, clear, a clear third there. Um, outside of that, I got three solo guys that I think have some good value. A.J. Pollock, as you mentioned, absolutely love him. Uh, Nick Senzel and uh, Jose Martinez, who I did mention as part of that little bit of a mini cargo stack we talked. All three of those guys are pretty cheap as well. So if you're looking for the double barrel, we've talked about guys in almost every position that are cheap. You can make it work with those three outfielders. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like there's not a lot to love there, but it's like, you know what, it's only a six-game slate, and you can play three Boston outfielders, three Tampa outfielders, at least a couple of Jays outfielders as well, outside of those three value outfielders that I do give you. All right, I'm going to do a little screen share here, Pepsi. Feel free to play along at home, jump on the old lineup uh, HQ, or as you call it, uh, the lineup headquarters. We have the time to say headquarters. We can knock out all the syllables we want because, again, we only have a, we still have like 18 minutes or so before you step aside and make way for crunch time. Um, the umpire data is basically all out with the exception of that Kershaw game. Uh, there is one extreme pitcher umpire, and that, of course, is uh, Garrett Cole, as if you needed any argument to roster Cole or you know, to be sold on it. Uh, you get an extreme pitcher's umpire just for fun. Uh, the K props today, uh, eight and a half is the prop for Cole. Minus 121, so the juice is on the over. Does Cole get more or less than eight and a half strikeouts tonight? Mm, that's a good number tonight. That's I'm not a good answer. That's not, you're stalling. I'm still going to go over. I wanted to talk a little bit more about the the, umpire, the the umpires as well because, you know, we talked about Wojciechowski Thornton. They also have a pitcher's umpire. We talked about Freed, too, and he also has a pitcher's umpire. So all the pitchers we were on, as you mentioned, Kershaw not out yet, had pitcher's umpires, which is another reason they love pitching even more and the guys that we are on. So I just want to throw that out there. But eight and a half, I'm going to go over with Cole. He's just been a beast. I'm going to go over. I don't think it's 12, but I think he can go seven, give up a couple runs to strike out nine. So I'm going to say he gets nine. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I'm at, too. I'm not really sure. Anything else kind of interesting as far as the pitchers you want to take a look at? Let's see who Cheese likes. Cheese is good. We can be trust as opinion, correct? I've heard of him, yes. Uh, this is uh, this. I happen to have the tags up for fantasy draft. Freed is really, really cheap there. Uh, Garrett Cole as well. He likes him as, as core pitchers. One notorious who writes the ground the grind down, you know one of the best articles in all of DFS. That's free. I, I believe it's still free. He is also on board with Kershaw and Freed. SDL cards uh, for tournaments. He likes. Oh, he likes of course. What a homer! He likes Flaherty. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, Flaherty does have the big game upside at a decent price tag. It's just not the best matchup, right? Yeah, he's perfectly fine in the mid tier. Is it? I thought it was interesting. Nobody mentioned Woj. Uh, at least I was on as far oh, as uh, relief. Stevie does and the uh, salary relief there. That's where you're going to get Wojciechowski, Thornton, and Freed. And basically everybody that we talked about being on, they uh, they seem to completely agree with us. So let's hope we're all right. We nailed it. Uh, let's take a look as far as uh, the projected ownership percentage as far as pitchers. Uh, this is depending on where you're shopping, obviously. But I happen to pull up DK as of right now. 41% for Cole. Are you going to have more or less than 41%? Hmm. Less. Yeah. 
Uh, one of the most popular hitters today, by the way, is, is Bijou. I think Toronto is going to be super popular. Uh, let's see. As far, as far as the team. That, is that because they're not buying into Wojciechowski, I guess? And what, what's his ownership percentage, Wojciechowski, first? Because maybe people just don't think he's bad. Which he might be, by the way. <laughs> well, he's not bad because he was average in the minors and he has been outstanding recently. And and let's not just talk about the fact that a 41K percentage to raise over his last three games is insane. But he did it against Washington. They don't strike out a ton. He did it against Boston, 10Ks. And he did it against the LA Angels. who strike out less than anybody else in baseball. So legit good offenses that don't strike out. So, I mean, guys... So you have time to say Atlanta's headquarters, but you don't have time to say the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. I'm learning a lot about you today, Pepsi. What did I say? The Angels? The LA Angels. The LA Angels? Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think we know who that is if I said the LA Angels. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at that. We know that. For no particular reason. D-Tran would certainly uh, approve of that. <laughs> I'm busting chops. Uh, Biggio, of course, at least as of right now, of course, you know, Jamino is all and his team are all over this. Jamino is multitasking today, not just D-Train. It is a monopoly of multitasking. Jamino, again, he's in the NFL Discord talking preseason football. Uh, and of course, he's all over the ownership percentages. They are fluid. They do change uh, as we creep up the lock time. Uh, as far as team ownership percentage, that's interesting. Atlanta is the highest team. I, I thought it was going to be Toronto. We're seeing Atlanta and Toronto as the two highest, you know, collectively. Uh, as far as team ownership percentage, what's your thought on that? I'm surprised Atlanta's that high, actually. Again, I, I mean, this this Gofani is a pretty good pitcher versus righties. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those slates that's weird. I actually thought Boston would be more popular, even though they're expensive. I figured people would be on Boston. They're home. They're facing a pitcher most people don't know much about. He is a rookie. I, I thought Boston for sure would be there. So uh, I'll have a peek at that after the uh, after the show you a little more and, and, and see where we're at. But uh, did we get a percentage of Mojikowski, by the way? Yeah, as of right now, it's 24%. So, like, it's believers on both sides. Yeah, it seems about – yeah, that's it's a small, right small slate. You're going to get these big – you're going to get these big percentages. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah, it seems about the right number, though. It's, it's enough for me to stay with them, and it's enough for me to also play against them. Yeah, that's sort of where I'm at as well. Um, all right, let, let's, uh, let's knock out some of your favorite stacks, Pepsi. Let's knock out uh, some guys that are going to homer. And if you happen to have a, a jack and a bag, somebody's going to bang one and swipe one. Who do you have for me? All right, I think Boston's still the best stack, as I said. I'm not really stacking tonight, but the Red Sox got some boppers and Betts, Martinez, and Bogarts. Don't forget Bogarts if you're stacking there. And I just feel like they're probably the, the best stack of the night. If any one team was going to go off more and I had to pick one, I would say Boston. Um, you know, there's merit to the Atlanta Braves lefties, but I don't love the righties here. Of course, they are Donaldson, who's hot, and Acuna, who's unreal. So I'm okay with that. I like the Toronto-Baltimore game, maybe a little more than most. Um, I don't really know how I'm attacking Baltimore just yet, but uh, Thornton is attackable, and so is that Jays bullpen. And of course, it's a great ballpark there. So, home runs, top tier. I got J.D. Martinez, mid-tier, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And for value tier on Fando, G-Man Choi. And on DK, the value is A.J. Pollock. And last but not least, do you want to guess my jack-in-a-bag, Dean? Yes. Uh, is this family feud style or how, how many, do, how many do I guess? Well, we got lots of time here. So I'll give you three strikes on, uh, I'm going to get it in one note. So I'm going to name it. In I one think note. you're going to nail it. I think you are. I'm going to name it in one note. You ready for that? Yep. Uh, it's going to be Paul Goldschmidt. No. Oh, Disappointed. I thought you had, I even said earlier that he has Jack in a bag upside. AJ Pollock. No, you're down oh. to one more. You got oh. one more. 
All right. One more of the potential steal. Because uh, we are real life best friends, you're usually all over this stuff. When I'm building a lineup where I tell Dean I got a strategy using this guy, and he goes, let me let me figure it out from here. He usually does a real good job of picking my brain here, but I'm a little surprised he hasn't got this one yet. I wasn't listening, to be fair. <laughs> Which that happens a lot too, let's be honest. <laughs> one more to go. The whole world is counting on you, Dean. Are you, are you being a homer uh, with this selection? I can't give you any clues. That's not fair. You've had three guesses. Is this, does this player reside in, in the, your home country? The answer to that is no. Oh, man. That's the real everything. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Legit. I'm not, like, screwing around. I don't know. Uh, he has this upside every night. Well, I mean, you're not going to say – I know Lindor's your guy, but you're not going to take Lindor against Cole. Correct. I don't think so. Just process elimination. We'll get there eventually. <laughs> I think you're running out of time. So it is Jonathan VR. Oh, yeah. I, you did say that now that I remember. <laughs> I'm quite disappointed. You, you're much better off here at uh, picking my brain apparently than you are. On, you can't handle the pressure of all the folks watching you do this. I, you know what it is, Pepsi? I'm not clutch. Clearly, that's what it is, uh, obviously. At the same time, I feel like you were due, though, you know? Uh, yes, I thought I was. I, I've been over my last 20. Uh, all right. A uh, bunch of questions. The first two times there, I thought, okay, he's due to get this one. Bunch of questions loading up here. I got to redeem myself now, too uh all right well, a couple of guys guessing it right though by the way before you did they listen better than me yeah, a couple of guys guessing it right and i mean goldsmith doesn't really steal bases anymore and pollock's only got a couple on the season too so i mean the potential is there but it's a little tougher facing a lefty although of course lester is a guy we can steal off of but uh yeah well a side note i think we should stress how cheap max max freed is he's going to be popular i saw he was popping there in the ownership percentage and uh that's he's super cheap tonight he just seems a little bit up underpriced uh, we talked about the double barrel but i think max Reed uh, kind of makes things work too if uh, you want to kind of load up as far as bats get some gibson stack or like a boston stack or something like that but speaking of stacks question here in chat atlanta stack two-part question pepsi would you do it and if so how would you stack it up uh yes and i would go all four uh again we want ideally the lefties which is why i might do an lb's freeman mccann because again it's a night where i'm not really stacking a lot but you can go top five if you if, if you want to as well because it kills that catcher spot on dk but the reason you don't eliminate Donaldson and Acuna is they both still have homer upside, if not multi-homer upside. Donaldson's been hot. Acuna's a stud. I wouldn't leave them out to get to the lefties unless it's a mini stack. So if you're stacking the Braves, easy one through four, you can certainly go one through five. I don't understand this question. Uh, it's... I'm not surprised. <laughs> Best Boston players going against reverse splits lefty. Uh, why are we saying McKay is a reverse splits lefty? I don't know that that's correct. Um, again, it's Betts, Martinez, and Bogarts. I would not leave Bogarts off of a stack for Boston. If you want to add another bat that's a little cheaper, Sam Travis is interesting, I think, as well. I don't have to have the lefties. McKay's a talented pitcher. I don't have to have a Boston stack, per se. But if you are stacking them, man, you got to get Betts, Bogarts, and JDM in the lineup, in my opinion. Yeah, and then 15 plate appearances or 15 batters faced. He's got a zero ISO and a 222 Woba against lefties this year, so I'm I'm not sure what – I don't get that question. And here's uh, how you do it, by the way. Wojciechowski and Freed gives you the Boston stack. Pick a, pick a second baseman, Biggio or uh, Albies. Man, I basically told everybody they were tied. <laughs> uh, I assume this is a one-off and we're not uh, worried about the stack because if you're, obviously you're stack control and you want Biggio and Atlanta, you want Albies. Um, That's the Magic 8-Ball? Ooh, let's see what the Magic 8-Ball says. All right, Magic 8-Ball. We roster Biggio over Albies tonight. Ooh, it's been a while since you've used this one. Oh, hold on a second. You know, you gotta, it takes a while to get there. 
Uh, cobwebs in there, some dust. Signs point to yes. Not, not a definitive answer. <laughs> Way to hedge, Magic Eight Ball. Pretty much what I gave them earlier when I called them a tie. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I guess I think I said Albies. I'm going to give the edge to Bijou at this point. I don't remember what I said. I'm going to say Bijou. For one, I mean, he's got just as many tools, I believe, as Albies. That bullpen is awful for for Baltimore. Uh, he's on the road in, in, in a good ballpark. I'll give the slight, ever so slight edge to Biggio, but that's a real tough call. I'm available, by the way, in the pregame Discord, and I can answer. We can ask the Magic 8 all sorts of questions. Uh, during <laughs> I'm the sure that's going to be helpful. The people would want that for sure. Uh, is Duvall still okay? It's a revenge game for Duvall. I know we like lefties versus Disco. I'm confused. Do you have any interest in Adam Duvall? Adam Duvall is a righty. I know. I said, I know we like the lefties. He's not oh, a lefty. Thought, yeah, that's my bad. I thought you were calling him a lefty, which is confusing me. I have no interest in, in, uh, in Duvall. No, this is, uh, this is a guy I think the Scafani has uh, an easy time striking out. Uh, any interest in cash there? Not really. I can't do it. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, there's some striker potential there. We've seen it, but they're also patient and powerful. And uh, no, I mean, when you can get to go to a guy like Freed, who's what not much more expensive than cash that's a much better play than cash guys unless you're making i don't know 30 plus lineups sure you can play cash there and, and hope if you're making that many lines but if i'm making anything under 30 i want no part of cash i'd rather pick on them yeah the only reason you roster is just to kind of bet on like the variance of baseball and you're playing the ownership game or whatever then you'll probably only need like like you said like a couple shares out of a out of 30 to be a well over the field uh, but I'm not, I'm not making enough lineups to consider them. How do you feel about the all leadoff hitter lineup strategy? That, that obviously would not be a stack. And we talk about you want to compile as many positive bats as possible. Ooh. We got Pollock, we got Pachette, we got Choi, we got VR. You like all those guys, don't you? I love that idea. I never even thought about them all as being leadoff hitters, but there's a lot of my laps that are going to be similar to that. And again, I, I've got a lot of one-off laps in my head as to what I'm doing here. Maybe a couple from each team, but in general, it's not a stacking net for me, but the, uh, the leadoff strategy. I've never actually purposely done that, but when you go through the the batters, yeah, I'm going to have a lot of that. So I love that. Pick a brave Ender or McCann. A brave. Say again, McCann or who? Ender and Ciarte. Oh, it's definitely going to be McCann for just because he feels it a cheaper position. I guess if it's a utility spot, you can make That's it. That's probably what it is because why else would they ask it like that? I assume it's like a yeah. family utility spot or like a fast draft utility spot. I'm still going to give the edge to McCann there. I'm looking for a home run. I think he's got better potential. If it's not a utility spot, I'm definitely going to feel my catcher spot like that. I'm not sure if you're playing on Fandle tonight. Uh, any interest in paying all the way up for Cole over there or should you pay low on Fandle's one pitcher site? Yeah, I mean, I'm playing over there as well. Uh, I'm not playing cash, though, but in cash, again, slight edge to Cole over Kershaw, like we talked about. They're very similarly priced as they are in fantasy draft. Uh, I think that Wojciechowski is definitely interesting there as well. We don't get the same discount for free, so Wojciechowski would be my guy that I'd step down to in GBPs, who I think could possibly be the best bang for the buck there. Pick one of these three, Bregman, Rizzo, or Alvarez? Rizzo. Bo Jackson or Bo Bichette? We're not ready to crown Bo Bichette just yet, are we? Oh, Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson was so good. I feel like we got robbed from so good years of him. He didn't play the football as well and the injuries. And just certain moments of Bo Jackson were just incredible to see. And uh, we got robbed of some time from him for sure. Go on the YouTube. You have like a, it's like a 10 minute reel, like his highlights for his career. He was awesome. He was a phenom for sure. And it's not just about the home runs. And I remember a couple of scouts saying the ball just sounded different off his bat. It's not just the home runs, the power. It was the speed. He could steal bases. He could, he could really cut down the range. The other could make some great catches. Arm Pepsi. Also got a cannon. Yes. I mean, 
the dude was legit five tools. Here's the one. Uh, you Google the, the, the where he threw out Harold Reynolds at home plate. I'm not sure if you've ever yes. seen it before. That's amazing. Yeah. Reynolds, I couldn't believe it. It's it's pretty awesome. It's uh, and if you're gonna do that, also do you want to suspicious his throw when he gets uh, Howie Kendrick. That's insane against too. the Angels. Yes, when he yeah. kind of bobbles the ball. But all right, uh, we miss suspicious, don't we? Taking a stand on Yahoo with a nine dollar difference as far as Kershaw versus Cole. Um, it's nine dollars cheaper for Kershaw. Do you have a take on this? Yeah, I, I would go Kershaw there to be honest. All right, knocking out some more questions before we step aside and get out of here. About five minutes or so before we leave. Uh, thoughts on the Cleveland stack? I mean, I like a couple guys. I'm okay with like Lindor and Ramirez, like, you know, play a couple dudes, but I'm not stacking Cleveland up. I'm not stacking Cleveland either. I mean, it's one of those things, you know, like Verlander, Cole can give up some home runs to lefties. Um, If I'm picking one, I'm going Jose Ramirez, but um, I'm not interested in playing all of Lindor or Santana. Ramirez trying to get a one-off. So I just, for me, it's an easy fade for Cleveland tonight. The chat wants us to do a beer bet. You don't do beer bets, right? You don't drink beer. Ugh. I mean, it would honestly be very difficult for me, you know, to even drink a beer if I was paid. Like, I just, I just hate the taste of it. Like, I've tried before. I just, I don't even want to drink a beer. Like, it's just awful to me. I know that uh, is going to be a, a bad take in this crowd, but uh, That's fun. honestly, somebody said, "Here's a hundred dollars, drink a beer." I'd probably just pass because it's just, yeah, it's just difficult for me. Yeah, if it's a natty ice, I'm not doing it either. Um, Cincinnati or Atlanta? Who's your favorite stack amongst those two? Oh, it's easily Atlanta. How do you feel about the Machado revenge game against the Dodgers? Is that a thing to you? Do you care about this? No, that's not a thing to me at all. Uh, Freeman versus J.D. Martinez. It's J.D. He's my top bad of the night, although, I mean, you can certainly argue Freeman, especially in cash with Frisco's Discofani. Maybe the matchup's a little better, you know, in terms of the fact that Discofani really struggles versus, uh, versus lefties and Freeman's hit him well. So in cash, I'm perfectly fine with Freeman there. And a GPP, I'm still going to side with JD. Top six plays in NFL showdown slate tonight. I'm assuming it's only six plays that are fill out a roster. And uh, I have no idea. You have no idea. I'm not playing. But hit up Jamino. Hit up the uh, the premium Discord. They're yapping about it. There's It's separated by sports as well. So it's fire up the old NFL Discord, and uh, they'll help you out with that. But Melissa's in the chat. She, Pepsi, she's saying you got, you got yourself a tan. She thinks it's from ball, but it's not from ball. It's, today was a full day for you. Yeah, there's been a lot of time in the pool, and uh, it's been great. We've had a really hot summer. It's been fantastic. And I don't, I'm don't, i a ginger. Obviously, we don't tan all that well. I'm a really white ginger as well. But uh, I am kind of bronzing a little bit. So, uh, yeah, it's not so bad. Uh, can you do a 3v3? Can you handle a threesome? Absolutely. All right, DK Cash, Goldie Pollock McCann versus Freeman Duvall Zanino. That one is easy, my friends. Easy is the first one of Goldie Pollock McCann. Yeah, not even close. I think if you're playing cash on DK, one of the very first players you got to play is Pollock. Uh, yes. How do you feel about a Tampa stack? We don't like cash there. Yeah, I like Tampa. And again, it, it's all about mini stacks, me. But, you know, ideally, I want some of those lefties. You mentioned the reverse, reverse split somewhat versus righties. That whole Tampa Bay line is pretty deep. Uh, it's in play. I think I started Troy leading off. I do like Meadows a lot as well. But uh, you can go down to guys like Aguilar, Sogard, and even Zunino to fill your catcher spot. So, Tampa Bay very much in play, as I mentioned earlier. Um, you know, they're on the road there. A lot of those guys, the top three there, could easily get five at bats. Uh, what about a Pepsi uh, instead of a beer bet, a Pepsi bet? Would you, would you be down for that? Could you chug a Pepsi? Absolutely, I can. It's a little difficult because of the carbonation, obviously. But and I try to drink it nice and slow. It's always on the rocks, a bunch of ice in there. Love to have one. Don't drink it as much anymore because, you know, let's be honest, it's awful for you. But I, and I still like the taste. Um, 
I could do a Pepsi bet. What, I don't understand what the whole Pepsi bet, beer bet, what's that all about? Just kind of drinking as fast as possible. I don't know. It's, oh. it's, it's a Grant-inspired thing. I did a beer bet a few weeks ago. I'm not sure if you caught that. You probably didn't. No, no. You're probably hanging out in the pool. Uh, let's end on this. What is your thoughts as far as the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh battle? That was a lot of fun. I just love that Puig was fighting out there for his ex-teammates and he didn't realize it. Um, Amir Garrett taking on the entire Pittsburgh. Uh, I mean, what, what is what is why is Puig just looking to fight anybody? There's no real one pirate to kind of go after. I feel like, you know, I, I mean, like, who is he trying to get at? And the, the, the Archer thing was pretty funny. He just he kept picking on Archer, apparently. I mean, Puig being an animal in a head case is not surprising, but maybe the best part was uh, Garrett saying, I'm like that. I'm <laughs> like that. And then the flex comes yeah, in. I'm like, well, awesome. I don't even know what you mean. You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like that. I'm, I'm going to throw at people. And then I don't, I don't know what's going on there. Just, it's, you know what? I have no idea, man. It was a crazy brawl to watch. I don't need to see that stuff in baseball anymore. I'm a big MMA fan. So I'll watch the UFC when I want to see fights. I just think that, uh, you know, guys like Puig and Garrett, there's no part for that. You're just, you're just being goons out there for no reason. I don't know what Puig's trying to do. Why is Garrett trying to fight people? You're a hockey guy, though. Are you against hot fighting in hockey as well? No, I'm okay at the odd time. I'm not jumping on people. Here's the problem. Pitchers can throw at people and hurt them. The batter yeah. can't defend it properly. And a lot of pitchers we've seen in the past throw at people and then hide. Yeah, that bothers me. That pitcher wants to throw at you, and then you come at him, and he's going to fight you? Hey, I'm all for it. But when you're, you know, some of the antics that are going on in there, when you've got 20, 30 people out there, the cheap shots and things, I'm not for that. One-on-one, let's have it. But aside from that, uh, I'm not a big fan of baseball brawls, to be honest. There's no need for it. Close, strong, Pepsi. You've got to step aside and get out of here and make way for crunch time. Give us one final thought. What's going to happen in this league? Uh, you don't need the bats. Get the pitchers. Cole and Kershaw is very interesting. We talked the mid-tier and the lower tier, but uh, I don't love stacking tonight. So maybe there's some fun with some one-offs. He's Pepsi. I'm Dean. Enjoy your baseball tonight. We're out of here. Oh! Woo!